this is where you're meant to be. Like, I know it. I've never. My best self is better than every single person who's going to walk on that platform that night. Gosh, man, that was, was a moment that changed my life, man. Work harder than everyone else and just keep going. Get up and do it again and again and again. The journey to a better you starts right now. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope your Monday is off to a good start. My name is Angelo Kelly, and I'm your host. My guest on this week's episode is Majesta Valentine. She is a high-level CrossFit athlete competing out of Frontline CrossFit. She is also a former gymnast from Westchester University. On today's show, we broke down training for high-level CrossFit. We got into her nutrition competition mindset, what she does to stay healthy outside of the gym and everything in between. So without further ado, let's kick it over to the interview. Yeah, for sure. It's funny, like looking back, like my journey too, but like everyone else who I had on the podcast, it's like, oh, it's been a year. Like we're all in a completely different spot. I know, like super different, especially because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to, I'm going to I've been trying to, I did one post on social media that like pissed everyone off and then I'm like, all right, back to like posting positive <laughs> stuff and I'm yeah. not going to get into anything. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's the past year been like as far as training and, you know, cancel competitions, you're not really sure what's next. So what's that experience been like? Yeah. So the past year has been a mess. Uh, we started out, um, at Wadapalooza, Max competed, um, I was just kind of there to support and spectate and whatnot, which really helped, uh, light a fire, I guess. Um, I was ready to work super hard and then qualified to the Mac. So I was ready to compete at the Mac. We were training really hard and then it got postponed, got postponed again and then canceled. And then kind of after that, we were not working out for two, three months Um, so it's definitely been up and down, you know, getting back into the gym was hard. Uh, but I'd like to say I'm at a good place right now. Um, definitely fitter than I was a few months ago. Um, finally got the chance to compete again down in Austin. So, uh, that was nice just finding my holes and like where I can, I can get better. So, um, definitely a lot of, tribulations through the year but you know crossfit is being prepared to for the unexpected so yeah but when the unexpected actually comes it's like oh shit (laughs) i know right you had no no idea what to do yeah Yeah, so that's kind of what this year has been like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm just trying to stay in the gym stay moving and stay fit uh, for whatever what did you do like when you weren't working out at all like were you just sitting on the couch or were you getting outside and walking or so, did you do anything? Yeah, it was it was really nice. Um like it was during summer, so the weather was really nice. You know, we would go to Brandywine State Creek Park and kind of walk by the water. Um I spent a lot of time with my girlfriend, so that was nice. We got to spend a lot of time together um that we wouldn't have otherwise cuz we'd be working. So, a lot of that um uh, in the beginning, I was training in Max's basement, but we kind of stopped doing that when we realized nothing was going to happen because of COVID. So, um, yeah, just trying to get out outside as much as possible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, sometimes you need that. Like, 
And I, I always think about people doing CrossFit, like, what are you going to do when you don't train all day? Like you, for five, six, 10 years, you're training five, six hours a day. Like you're constantly in the gym, you're working on your weaknesses all the time. Like, what are you going to do when you're 35 and like, you can't compete anymore? I mean, that's so hard to say. Cause I've just been like, go, go, go since such a young age. Uh, cause I did gymnastics and we would, again, our practices were like four hours a day. Um, and I did that all the way through college and then I kind of hopped right into CrossFit. So, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really spent a lot of time not, um, pushing towards a goal, but I'd like to think that I would still be in the gym somehow. And I don't know. I like spending a lot of time outside, maybe biking, hiking, stuff like that. So you just gloss over gymnastics. Like I was looking up your stats. Like you were, <laughs> you were a stud in college. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, I'm not really too familiar with gymnastics. So right. what, what events are you doing? So I went to Westchester university. Um, I was an all arounder. So that means I did all four events. Um, so there's vault, uneven bars, uh, beam and floor. So I actually competed all four events, all four years of college. Yeah. So in college, it's it's different than when you're younger, just because when you're younger, you always do all four events. But then in college, it's more of like a team aspect. So some girls will only do certain events um, if it's if they're good enough. Really, like we're looking for a certain score to be in the lineup, and then that's how girls get to compete right you have to train that event so if you have a really good event then you focus on that you train that you compete that in college um but I was lucky enough to be able to do all four. Oh wow yeah so that was cool so what's training like for that when you're when you're in college I know we were talking a little bit beforehand but what do you what do you do to train for all four events because it's not like you're you're not just doing the bars or just doing the balance beam right so uh practice was actually pretty structured we would practice from three to six every day um we do some kind of warm-up and then we'd have 45 minutes on three different events um so it was either vault uh and then we would always do beam and bars and then the next day we would do floor and beam and bars and then so Valton uh Valton floor would switch back and forth so it was pretty structured so you got to do all all of the events even if you didn't um compete them um so that's pretty much how practice would work and you practice Monday through Friday and then <clears throat> during January to April we had competitions every weekend um yeah so my my senior year, I actually only ended up practicing twice a week just because of classes and, you know, getting older in gymnastics is it's hard on the body. So we had to figure out a way to kind of work through that. And then you go into CrossFit, which is yeah. not easy on the body. <laughs> so I actually feel better now doing CrossFit than I did gymnastics. Um, I think in gymnastics, it's kind of focusing on the skill and doing the skill and you know you have to be strong enough to do that skill but there wasn't a huge emphasis on strength whereas CrossFit you know you're training your muscles to support your body in like any and every movement so um, I definitely feel stronger 
and a lot uh, a lot more stable than when I did gymnastics. So I feel great. Did you guys lift as a team at all, like strength and conditioning? Kind of. Um, we would go into the weight room like twice a week, but it was a lot of prehab stuff. Like we'd do a lot of banded work and a lot of, you know, um, like hip alignment stuff just because those are huge injuries in gymnastics. So we didn't really necessarily pick up super heavy weights. Um, I personally think that would be super beneficial just from seeing how much stronger I got doing CrossFit. I think that gymnasts should totally lift heavy weights, but it's definitely a stigma in the sport. Um, so got to kind of change coaches' minds on that one. Yeah, same thing when, when I went to school. Like, if I would have done the Olympic lifts, and granted, I've gotten injured multiple times yeah. doing the lifts, <laughs> but, uh, like, if I would have been as explosive to do snatches and cleans and, and pulls and everything like that, I feel like it right. would have changed the game. Right, and, you know, gymnasts are super explosive, but it wasn't really ever talked about in the weight room. You know, it wasn't, like, emphasized, and that wasn't also emphasized, like, in the gym, like, in, in practice. It's, we just kind of did what we did and that was it and I think there's a benefit to learning how those lifts help gymnastics like and, and help you become more explosive even through the skills so yeah for sure yeah so when you transition into CrossFit were you like did you walk in the gym on day one and you're good or you was there like a transition period so pretty much <laughs> um I actually interned at a CrossFit gym I interned at CrossFit Westchester so I was kind of um, exposed to, you know, the movements and I have an exercise science background. So we went over, you know, how, what the lifts, what the Olympic lifts look like and, and how to teach them and how to do them. So I kind of had a nice background um, from that. So, uh, so yeah, day one, I went in and the coach was like, do you know how to clean? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, can you show me? And I did one and she was like, okay, yeah, you're good. You know, and then uh, I think it was like cleans, box jumps, and and then bar muscle ups. So like I could I could do all those movements already just from gymnastics. So, so. you were just that person. You walk in on day <laughs> one, and they're like, "This asshole's already doing <laughs> bar muscle ups." Yeah, I think I think it's a super easy transition for gymnasts. Um, just especially like body awareness, right? I mean, cleans are super technical, but gymnasts have the ability to feel you know, feel their body and feel what it's supposed to be and, and how to do it. So, I mean, I feel like gymnasts usually transition to CrossFit pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. And you can definitely, I think you can see a gymnast build, like you can see the shoulders, you can yeah. see the, the defined arms. So yeah, that, sure. that is always a good thing. Oh yeah. That's the, actually the strongest part of me like my legs are trash right like I I have no endurance in my legs whatsoever but I can do arm workout after arm workout and and not be tired so would you say that's your biggest weakness like strength yeah for sure um gymnastics obviously rig work is super easy for me um and then I spend a lot of time on the machines like a half hour a day um, just trying to build up aerobic capacity because that wasn't one of my strong suits. Um, it was easy. It was easier, should I say, to build aerobic capacity. Um, and 
I have to say I probably don't spend as much time on strength as I should. Yeah, so um, looking to change that coming up this year. But definitely probably something I should work on. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I've tried to convince you multiple times to quit CrossFit <laughs> and do weightlifting. I know. <laughs> I know. Absolutely. Um, but it's so nice because I have the other skills. So if I could just get the weightlifting better, then I would I would be in there good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the it's just crazy. I posted the other day about this. Like weightlifting, you have to be good at two things and that's it. Yeah. And CrossFit, you have to be decent at so many different things right. and it's like you might not even do the same workout for a year yeah or ever yeah like you might you might do a workout and be like okay maybe I can improve on this but you never do it again right um so that's one thing CrossFit prides themselves on it's just uh constant variability so I mean it's pretty much uh, pretty much if you have the the basic movements down right and you train in a smart way um where you're able to just continuously move or, you know, sprint. And, you know, there's different ways to train those things. But if you're doing that, then you're pretty much golden as long as you can do all the movements. Yeah. Do you have a coach? Uh, unofficially, kind of. Uh, Max Cutler. He was coaching me um, before I went to his gym. And then I saw a lot of improvement there and then I just decided to switch gyms um so now we work out together every day but you know if, if I need a, a pointer or or some kind of help like he helps me but we mostly just follow um mayhem athlete so it's a program through like rich froning yeah so we'll we'll just look on that every day and kind of decide what we want to do on there and and then do it yeah, yeah. so do you do you pick like weaknesses like you said 30 minutes a day on a machine or running or something like that. Yeah, so we, we pretty much try to do some kind of aerobic work every day. Um, and then training kind of changes throughout the season, right? Like since the Open is coming up, we try to push a little bit more um, Metcons. So we're used to, you know, working for a set time. Whereas off season, you know, you might spend a little bit more time on, on strength or you know, building up your Olympic lifts. Um, so right now we are just pretty much essentially, um, doing conditioning and then maybe two, three Metcons, um, just until I believe the open is the end of March. And then they kind of changed the format this year. There's, uh, the open and then there's quarterfinals and then there's semifinals. So that kind of pushes the season through, I want to say June, so it's a little bit longer time to like get your shit together. <laughs> so I looked up your open finishes. We yeah. have 3,000. I'm just rounding up. but th So you cut it in half your second year. You did 1,500. <laughs> and then last year was 487. Yeah. So what's the prediction for 2021? Um, you know, when you get to the smaller numbers, it's exponentially hard to uh, to get yourself up there. Um, I did have a huge increase, but I also only did the workouts once and I wasn't, you know, in the best shape that I was even this past year when I did the open. So I am looking to kind of push myself a little bit harder on these workouts, maybe hit them a couple times, see if I can make any improvement there. And, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the goal would be, I don't know, at least, what did you say I was, 400? Yeah, 487 was oh. last year. Okay, well then, I don't know, at least at least top 200 would be good. Um, yeah, so All right, there. so everyone from 200 to 487, you better be on notice <laughs> this year. Yeah, and this it's actually a little bit easier this year because they're the way they're doing it from the open to the quarterfinals, they're taking the top 10% of, uh, I believe it's North America. They're just combining all of it. So, you know, I was top like 1% in the world. So to get to quarterfinals would be just top 10% in North America. So that should be fine. Um, and then that gives me a little bit more time to, you know, like get my shit together on, on Olympic lifts and, and spend a little bit more time with that. So hopefully by April, I'll be, I'll be golden. Um, yeah, because I actually was, I don't want to say injured, but I was having a lot of knee pain doing Olympic lifting. So I kind of cut that out from August to like December. I, all I was doing was pretty much squatting to parallel. That's all I was doing. So um, to be where I'm at and still be able to hit super high percentages of my numbers is cool, but I definitely like to increase them at least like five, 10 pounds. Nice. Yeah. What do you think the difference is between the everyday CrossFitter? So the person, say the best person at their box and top 500 in the world, like talk to people about the difference between those two things. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, someone that goes to work out every day, they are very much still living a normal life. They might have a family, a full-time job, um, you know, like like to go out with their friends on the weekend, maybe drink a little bit. Um, to be a top end CrossFitter, you have to be super, super disciplined. You know, I count my macros every day. I don't drink alcohol. I make sure that I'm getting at least seven, eight hours of sleep a night. You know, I, I wake up, I go to the gym for like three, four hours, um, and that's filled with working out. Um, I do still work. But I know a lot of top CrossFitters, you know, they get paid to work out, you know, with sponsorships and everything like that. So I would just say kind of dedication and time, right? How much time do you have? How much time do you have to put in to work on your weaknesses, to work on aerobic, to work on strength, stuff like that. So if you have the time, I mean, you're golden. Yeah. So so it's pretty easy to get where you are, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Just like three, four hours a day yeah. for a couple of years and have a gymnastics or sports background, be super explosive, be <laughs> super strong. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I think everyone's got it. But yeah. I, I wanted to ask like, so getting to the games level mm -hmm. is super hard. Like you have to it's years and like the people who are there they don't have jobs they don't work full-time so right. so what's your support system like to where you know I don't want to put your goals out there but you want to be at the highest level so what's like how do you structure your life to get that support where you can't work a nine-to-five you can't do gotcha. everything normal mm -hmm. okay so yeah I I um I coach gymnastics from like four to nine at night so that kind of leaves my entire morning open um, I also coach at the place that I did gymnastics growing up. So I'm super close with the owner, super close with my coworkers. Um, so if I need to potentially pull out for a weekend to compete, you know, there's always some way to work around that. So that's nice. Um, 
I also still live at home with my parents. So that's kind of nice uh, not worrying about, you know, working to pay all of my bills because I don't really pay rent there. <laughs> but um, it's it's nice to have that support system behind me, just knowing that, hey, I can put a couple more hours in the gym instead of, you know, working at my job or finding, you know, a desk job or a nine to five job. Um, I feel pretty lucky that way. And I also am coaching at Thrive, which is where I train. So we're kind of on this, like I coach for my membership kind of thing. So that's nice too. Yeah. Like your, your whole structure is set up around working out. Absolutely. Yeah, pretty much. So you're like, would you call yourself a professional athlete? Uh, I feel like you need sponsorships to be a professional athlete, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying my best. Yeah. Trying to get there. All right. So if sponsors are listening, um, Majesta's open. So <laughs> yeah, hit her up on hit Instagram. Me up. Yeah. But it, it's, it's just like crazy because the, you know, like you see Matt Frazier, you see Rich Froning mm-hmm. and it's like these guys have everything yeah. dialed in yeah like nutrition is made for them the like right. their food's ready that you have to get this certain amount of sleep and it's like how do you even do that if you're not at that level yeah so it is it is a challenge um I think this is where my gymnastics background helps a lot because I as a gymnast you know you're very structured you're very you have really good time management you are very anal about a lot of things because you are just searching for perfection like constantly so I think being able to get myself to do those things and you know to consistently eat and sleep and you know breathe working out I think that comes a lot from my background as an athlete um so I would I would say it's it's kind of a challenge you know you do want to go out with your friends on the weekends and you know maybe your family's having like game night and they're awake super late and you have to kind of call it, call it a little early, but, um, you know, that's, that's the price you pay when you want to be great. You know, do you ever have like issues with that? Like your friends, like, come on, just come out. It's one night. So, um, not really. Um, a lot of the people that I surround myself with are also on the same page as me, um, competing wise and, and being, you know, an avid CrossFitter. So, they are, if anything, they help me because, you know, a lot of the times I'm like, oh man, like I want to go do this. I want to do this. And I'm like, oh, well I have to train in the morning with this person or this person. So it kind of pushes me to be, be better actually. I think. Yeah. I think surrounding yourself with the right people is so huge yeah, like, regardless absolutely. of what you're doing. Yep. Cause when I worked in the, the corporate setting, like you're with people who don't care what they eat for yeah. lunch. You're with people who don't care if they get seven, eight hours of sleep. It's right. just like, hey, I make my 42000 and leave me alone. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I, I do kind of work at a place where, you know, at nine o'clock they're like, hey, you want to go grab some beers? And I'm like, oh, sorry, I can't. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to go home and sleep and eat. And yeah, but, you know, you, you find time to hang out with people in in other ways so it doesn't always have to be like a sacrifice I think if they care about what you do they'll make time in other ways or other other um situations yeah so what's your 
what we're not going to give like your specific diet but how much are you eating like you're training all the time so like what what's the macros look like um so i'm eating oh my gosh what is it 150 in protein right now and then like 250 to 300 for carbs and then fats i don't really focus on too much but anywhere between like 75 and 90 i try to hit i mean some days it's a little bit more than that which i'm fine with um I don't really stress about the fats too much, but main focus is just getting those carbs in, especially since it is such a long workout time. Sometimes I'll do um, like carbs in the middle of me working out and then kind of just surrounding my carbs around when I'm in the gym. I'm so jealous right now because I'm cutting for a meat. So I'm eating less carbs than you right now. Yeah, I, I, my body does not function well on low carbs. I've tried it. I've tried to do like 200 or eat, like I think I started at like one, 180 and I was like, nope. And then I went up and then I went up again. And it's just finding, um, you know, the right number for me to feel like I can function well. Um, I don't really focus too much on, you know, having super cut abs or like having you know, this, this specific type of body, it's kind of just how I feel and what helps me feel the best when I'm working out. Have you ever struggled with like, with body image? I know, I know a lot of girls do, especially like in gymnastics, like you have, you have that look. So has that ever been an issue with you? Um, so I've always been like a little bit smaller. Uh, like before I started gymnastics, you know, when I was, eight my mom would be like oh my gosh this girl's a twig right like everyone was like super super small um so I was always a little bit on the smaller skinnier side uh growing up and then you know the image is really pushed in gymnastics you know you don't want to look too fat in in a leo right because you're essentially in like a one-piece bathing suit so um I think it's in the back of your head, but I didn't really struggle with that, right? Like I, I still ate whatever I wanted and my family's super Italian. So we'd have like pasta like five nights a week, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And then in college it was, it was pretty much the same. I tried to eat like a little bit healthier just cause I was away from home and, and, uh, you know, I tried to like learn a little bit more about nutrition there, but I wouldn't say that I, I struggled too much. Um, I remember when I first started CrossFit, I was very much like, oh, I want these abs, right? And uh, I actually think I look fitter now than when I first started. And that's just from eating way more, right? Like I eat way more than I did when I first started CrossFit. You need that. I think you need the extra, you need the extra carbs and the extra, I mean, you're not fat, but like <laughs> if you have a, a few more pounds on you, especially like when you get into those long 45 hour workouts, like yeah. you have to have the extra calories. And you, I mean, you see some of the games athletes are super cut and mm-hmm. lean, but there's some that like Matt Frazier definitely wasn't the best looking CrossFitter. He was still, he still looks fucking good, yeah. but like, yeah. So I feel like, I mean, women in CrossFit, I feel like image is a huge thing. Right. Like there's a lot of, oh, those girls like they have a crazy six pack, you know, Um, and it it does take a little while to get out of that uh, idea because I was definitely there. You know, you follow the people on social media who you want to look like and and they're they're beautiful and, you know, what they wear and and it's just like a different image. Um, So I actually 
took some time to try to rewire my brain out of that and not care so much about what I look like, but instead, you know, how my body performs. And I feel like once I hit that switch, I got, you know, a lot, a lot better actually at CrossFit. Are you looking at other people on social media, like seeing their workouts or doing similar stuff? Like it's probably pretty easy to get caught up comparing yourself to everybody else. Yeah. So social media is huge with that, right? Um, I definitely was, and I think it was having a negative impact on me, you know, watching these girls clean 270 pounds or like, you know, snatch 190 and you're like, holy crap, I can't do that. Like, I don't deserve to be there. I'm not that good. But, um, you know, you have to remember everyone has strengths and weaknesses. So the person that can clean 270, right, might not be able to do 10 bar muscle ups in a row. And, and I can do more than that. So I uh, actually took the time to unfollow a lot of people that I felt like I was comparing myself to. And, um, you know, just trying to remind myself that, hey, like I'm I'm as good as them. Right. And and uh, that's that's helped a lot because sometimes social media will eat you alive. Do you ever go back and look at the people who you unfollowed? Because I've <laughs> I've tried it and then like I go back and search them and I'm like, fuck, I was supposed to unfollow this person. But now I'm looking at them just as much as I would if I saw them on my feed. Um, sometimes, you know, if if I'm following like, um, let's say I, I, fo- I still follow like the main CrossFit site. So if they post you know, Kelsey Keel or whatever, doing like a, a max clean. Like I'll, I'll click on her page, but I don't sit there and engulf myself in like her numbers and, and what she's doing because, you know, that's just gonna, I feel like that's just gonna hinder me more, especially because those things that she's good at or, or you know, any other athlete that's super strong, like that's going to make me feel worse. And I already know that I need to, you know, get a little bit stronger. So, um, so I do look, but I wouldn't say that I am, you know, killing myself over it now. Yeah, that's good, though. I think, like, it's important you know where you stand, like, to, to right. look at what other people are doing. But right. at the same time, like, if your timeline isn't the same, it really doesn't matter. Right, yeah. And and I actually, I just competed this past weekend. And um, I don't have the most, like, I'm not the strongest athlete. Like, I don't have the highest lifts. And I actually finished... 11th out of 50 so I think that goes to show you know you don't have to be the strongest athlete out there to be really good or to win even um you know of course like Tia Toomey might do that but she's also (laughs) won the games like five times so yeah I mean you have to like you're trying to be good at everything not not a specialist at one thing right correct and that's you know what CrossFit is yeah. So yeah. what was the competition experience like? Like, talk to us about that. Yeah, sure. So it was the fittest experience in Austin. And um, I it was actually my first competition as an individual. So I've done other competitions as a team. Um, but, you know, just finding people that want to compete as uh, on a team right now is kind of hard. So it was easier to kind of get in there as an individual. We originally did the qualifier just as like a benchmark, right? We were just trying to see where we stood against other athletes because we weren't, that was right at the end of, you know, when quarantine happened. So it was right when gym started reopening and we were just trying to see like our fitness level compared to others. So we kind of did the qualifier, not really um, expecting anything. 
Um, Max finished 56th, so they took top 60, so he qualified. I was, you know, a little bit more out of shape, and I qualified, or I was 90th, so I technically didn't qualify, but I guess so many people um, said no. Yeah, so they actually sent me an invite, and I was like, holy crap, I made it. Like, this is wild. So I just kind of decided to go for it. Because I was like, well, why not? I, I mean, like, I got the spot. Like, why not just try it? So um, kind of spent the two months, like, killing myself to get there. <laughs> and then we went. And it was it was a different experience, right? Um, growing up in gymnastics, I feel like that's more of, like, an individual kind of sport. And then college, it switches over and it's very team, right? Like, you are very much trying to get a score so your team wins. Um, so I've just always been on like the, the team mentality. So when I went there this weekend, I was like, oh crap, I kind of have to like switch back to just like only caring about like how I perform. Um, I didn't really have expectations going in just because I didn't really know what to expect. You know, it's my first individual competition. I wasn't trying to put any pressure on myself really. Um, and it was super high uh, gymnastics. Like there was like box jumps and toes to bar and ring muscle ups and handstand walking, like all the stuff that I'm really good at. So I was like, cool. So I got like top 10 finishes in those out of 50. So that was nice. And then there was a snatch workout. It's like a max snatch and two overhead squats. And I was sitting at like 155, I think. So I got a... I got like 30th on there, right? So that's that's definitely my hole right there. Um, and then there was just a barbell cycling workout after that, which I also kind of bombed. I was also like 30th or 37th or something like that. So um, it was it was good to see, you know, how I stood up to girls that can snatch 190 and can deadlift 400 pounds and, you know, absolutely crazy numbers like that. It was cool to see that, hey, like I might not have to – worry so much about my strength but do get my numbers up just a little bit yeah 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 it's always like how do you how do you take those weaknesses a little bit better not right. like just folk you can't just lift and then expect to be good at those metcons correct correct yeah so definitely still gonna do what i'm doing um on the daily i do think that my conditioning every day kind of really helps me move through metcons um but yeah probably add a little bit more weightlifting you know maybe once or twice twice a week probably what's your mindset like in the back room like you're warming up to do these these longer workouts or even if they're shorter but like what are you thinking about in the warm-up area like what's your focus or do you have any at all yeah so um that was one thing that I was definitely trying to control this weekend just because I was nervous, right? I was very much like, holy crap, you know, do I belong here? You get like imposter syndrome. You're like, oh my God, look at these people, right? So just trying to like control that and know that like I'm there for a reason. Um, and I think like my my result kind of showed that, right? But, um, you know, you just have to kind of stay in your own lane and, and know who you are as an athlete because – you know, girls that are right next to you competing, they might be going just as fast as you in the beginning, but they might be killing themselves right now and not 
able to hold that pace throughout the whole workout. So I think it's important to not really not compare yourself to other athletes, especially when they're warming up and working out right next to you because you don't know them as an athlete. You only know yourself. So that was super huge for me this past weekend because, you know, I'm watching girls that might be beating you in the beginning of the workout, but they absolutely like just just fall off, crush themselves. Yeah. And I think, you know, putting that much training in and doing those Metcons every day and learning, you know, where you struggle, where you can push yourself, what kind of pace you can hold on the bike, on the run, like that kind of stuff helps you compete. So just thinking about that when you're when you're back there, really, and just knowing that like you can only control what you can control and nothing else. Yeah, that's yeah. come up so much on the podcast. But like, and I'm thinking as we were talking about like the average CrossFitter, you don't know how to pace. Like, I think people in the box, like who are doing the Metcons every day, like you can go out and kill yourself and, and do the workout, but you don't have five other workouts or you don't have more events after that. Right. So like that, I think that experience is what separates people. Yeah, I agree. Like having, having to do like workout after workout after workout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that does play a a big role in it because, you know, you're like, oh, well I have to do, you know, all of these bar muscle ups later. So like I might want to break up my toes to bar in this workout just so that my grip isn't taxed later. I mean, you can look at it that way. Um, my body recovers pretty quickly. So it kind of depends on, on what the workout is on, you know, if it, if it is a couple hours later. Um, but I think pacing more like during the workout is important, right? So like for instance, you know, I know I'm going to crush this handstand walk and these toes to bar. So there was one workout that was a handstand walk, like shoulder to overhead and then toes to bar for four rounds. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to smoke these girls on handstand walk and toes to bar. So let me pace the shoulder to overhead so that I don't blow up, right? Like I'm not going to go until I redline because then I'm not going to be able to do the other two movements either. Yeah, the ones that you actually can make up ground. Right, correct. So were you, um, were you like eating in between? Like how do you structure your day when, when it's a long day of competition? Yeah, so that's something we actually talked about a lot this weekend because um, it's hard, right? Like I did try to eat. I had breakfast before um, and then I had my first workout and then I did try to get another meal in, but I think my nerves were just so like jacked up that I might have eaten like a quarter of it and and then I threw it out but like that's so bad right like you need to eat and and get food in you between the workouts so we were kind of just snacking on like dried fruit or like granola or you know different like snack bowls that they had there that that like adrenaline dump must be hard because most sports like you're doing one event or you you have one game and that's kind of it but yeah. when you have to get up multiple times throughout the day right like, and that that is something that I'm I'm learning right like I don't have a lot of experience um in competing in itself like through CrossFit yeah. at least um so I did do the first workout and I remember running in the first part and I was like Majesta you need to calm yourself down like I was trying to yell at myself to like relax because I could feel myself like my adrenaline just going nuts. And then after that workout, I was like, oh my God, I'm tired. I was like, I am so tired. So 
um, it is definitely something to manage. And I think that that just comes with experience. Yeah. You just have to, you just have to keep competing. Yeah. Like, no, I, and you talked about like awareness as an athlete, like Mm -hmm. knowing what you're good at, knowing the workouts that you might need to scale back on. Yeah. I think that's all good. What do you think is like, so you mentioned you train with Max all the time. So like how much has that benefited you being around somebody who wants to compete at the highest level as well? So I think it's, it's really great, which is why I originally made the switch. Um, so before, you know, when he was officially writing my programming out, I would do things, but you know, he's not necessarily watching how I'm moving or he can't see, you know, where I can fix this barbell cycle or like how I can make this movement more efficient. So that's why I decided to switch because I thought, you know, like training next to him, he could be like, Hey, you're really messing that up. Like, let's try it this way, you know? Um, but it is definitely super helpful, right? Because there are some days, like I said earlier, there are some days that you just don't want to do anything. You're like, Oh man, like I'm so tired. I'm beat. And Max is like, Hey, just like, let's go in and let's, you know, hit an easy workout instead. And it's nice to kind of have someone there to push and and support you. And like his girlfriend, Katie will do the same thing. And and my girlfriend, it's like, Hey, like, let's just go to the gym and get moving. And sometimes you, you need that as an athlete, right? Like I said, you're always on go, go, go like 500 all the time. And sometimes you're like, Holy crap, I want a mental break, but you know, to be the best you, you have to go. So it is nice to get him, um, on the daily kind of pushing me. I mean, knowing Max, I'm sure when you get in the gym, it's like, okay, we're actually pushing. Like, yeah. I know you got here, but like, we're going to go hard. Right. And, and we, we compete, right? Like, even though he's, he's a guy moving different weights, um, we very much have different strengths, right? Like he is super strong, super great on the barbell. And, you know, he, he struggles a little bit with, you know, gymnastics work or handstand walking where like, I absolutely like smash him. So it's fun to kind of have those um, workouts where there are both movements or, you know, I'm like, holy crap, Max is going to smoke me in this. I need to like keep it up. I need to push myself here. So that's super nice. Yeah. Having that is just, and like, I've been looking for that in weightlifting. So if anyone's looking to come back, (laughs) come back to Westchester, you and Max need to start getting in there more. Yeah. I think I'm definitely gonna, um, hit up Ryan and, and try to get back in there just because, I feel like I just need more confidence moving um, in the Olympic lifts and just like getting that exposure of like having someone coach me and and helping me move like exactly how I need to move in those movements. What do you think about when, so we talked about like before the event, but what are you thinking about like say that snatch workout, Mm -hmm. like what's going through your mind when you're approaching the bar? Like how do you talk to yourself? Uh, So I think it's easy to, get ahead of yourself right like you're like just go just pick up the bar right and that's the same with gymnastics like a lot of the times you're like oh I need to land this I need to hit this skill but like you have to remember there are certain things you have to do in order to make that happen right so you know when I was going up to the snatch it was like remembering my cues to help me to hit the lift, right? Because I don't want to waste any energy. I don't want to throw this heavy bar up and miss the lift and like tax myself even more. So trying to keep your head grounded and not just like absolute chaos and remember like what you need to do in order to make it successful. So I learned that a lot in college gymnastics, 
right? That's when I became the most consistent because my coach taught me like, hey, every skill has a cue. Like you need to do these cues in order to make it right. So I try to do the same thing with mostly just like Olympic lifting. Like you don't need, or at least I don't need a lot of cues, you know, when I'm moving a dumbbell or when I'm doing handstand walking, but, um, you know, snatches and, and clean and jerks are so technical that I think it's important to remember that. Yeah, I think that's good. So, I mean, CrossFit isn't your entire life. So, like, what's your morning routine like or what's your night routine like? How do you wind down from especially these long days and you're working too? So, like, what's what's keeps you grounded? Um, okay, so, like, I wake up and I do go to the gym pretty much right away just because I do have mornings available. Um, and I'm there until probably noon. And then I go home. I have a French bulldog. His name is Bruno. He's the shit. Um, so, you know, just spending time with him, uh, usually is like my mid afternoon kick and then I work from four to nine. So then, um, I get home like nine thirty, ten o'clock and then I'm like, crap, I need to get a meal in. So like I eat and then kind of depending on what, um, the next day looks like, like if I have more time in the morning to work out or if I decide to push my workout back like a couple hours, you know, I'll stay up a little bit and watch shows with my girlfriend or you know she does work early in the morning so our schedules are kind of opposite so it's hard some nights you know she's like I want to go to bed I'm like okay well I guess I'll go to bed (laughs) um so yeah just kind of trying to find that balance you know between um you know moving and and trying to find that relaxation so maybe like a couple times a week I'll get to like sit down and and watch tv and like have a conversation (laughs) yeah but other than that it's it's pretty pretty uh filled nice yeah so have you watched any good shows like what's the last thing you've watched on netflix oh man um so i'm super into schitt's creek i think it's hilarious i haven't seen that okay it's it's like a comedy and it's this rich family that um pretty much like loses all of their money and they have to go live in this motel okay in this town that they happen to own but the town is like a shithole so they're like living in like eight mile, like like the trailer <laughs> park pretty much. Um, but it's really funny. I actually like that. And then we are finishing up the Tiger Woods documentary. Is so that on that's that's on HBO. Okay. I haven't yeah. Seen that. Yeah, it's good. Um, it just like talks about him and his career and like the relationship he had with his dad and kind of stuff like that. So um, documentaries for sure are cool. Very cool. Do yeah. you do any like do you do any reading or listening to podcasts like just to kind of get outside of your head? Yeah, so I my drive to work is like 35 40 minutes. So I'll put on um a lot of like CrossFit podcasts just like try to stay like in the zone, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'll listen to Froning and Friends. That's usually the one I go to. Um which is nice cuz it's a nice balance between like hey, we're going to talk about CrossFit, but he also has like a farm with bison and like he talks about like competition so that's cool um I think it's a good balanced podcast uh reading I try to right but it's it's hard during my weekdays to kind of find the time for that um but I am there's a journaling one that I'm reading right now it's miracle in the mundane so it's like you read like this little excerpt and then it kind of just like gives you a task throughout the week or the day or however long you want to spend on it. And then you like journal about it later. Oh, very so cool. it's cool. Yeah. I like that one. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this has been really fun. Where can people find you, especially these sponsors who need to reach out to you <laughs> to take care of you a little bit? Yeah, so uh, usually just use my Instagram, which is my name, Majesta with three A's. So it's M-A-J-E-S-T-A-A-A. All right, cool. Yeah. So uh, go give Majesta a follow. Uh, I'm sure after the open, so the opens in March. Yeah, the end of March. And hopefully uh, we'll see you at least advancing to the quarterfinals and then kind of see where it goes from there. Yeah, for sure. Quarterfinals are definitely going to happen. Um, and I'm super grateful that it's a little bit more time because I'm really going to try to push the barbell work um, from here until then. Where, like My numbers aren't too bad. I just need to get comfortable moving like a higher percentage. So I have a lot of time to do that. So I'm excited because I have, what, until I think April to get that done. Is that going to be virtual too? I think so. I think it's all online. So like that's the kind of shitty part about COVID. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You adapt. And that's kind of what CrossFit is. So you just make it work however you can. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by. This yeah, fun. thanks for having me. Once again, thanks so much to Majester for coming on the show. The podcast in person definitely turned out so much better. So I was glad I was able to get her in the studio if you want to give her a follow on social media, that will be linked up right in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this one, just tag us both on your Instagram story and let us know what you liked about the show. That would be super helpful. So again, thank you guys so much for the support. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We got another great one solo cast coming out on Friday, so stay tuned for that. Make sure if you haven't already, just click that subscribe button on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. That will keep you up to date with the most current episodes. So thank you guys for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys on Friday.